0: Hi, my name is Yasmin Terehi and this is Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Today's episode is about quantum healing, the importance of play, and how to get into alignment. We'll be featuring our guest, Jen Healy, a leader in quantum energetics. She's focused her mastery on bridging the gap between science, spirituality, and the healing arts. She combines her master's in electrical engineering and physics with numerous transformational tools from Eastern and Western philosophies. As the founder and CEO of Zen Healing and Healing Technologies, spelled with a Y, she offers over 20 years of experience, bringing together the modalities of quantum healing, energy medicine, advanced body therapy, conscious embodiment, empowerment, and evolutionary practices. Thank you for joining us today, Jen Healy.
1: Uh, thank you so much for that introduction. It is such an honor to be here with you, Yasmeen.
0: Uh, likewise, I appreciate that. So for those who are new to the space of quantum healing, can you tell us more about where that word quantum comes from and what does it mean in the context of healing?
1: Yeah, this is kind of a new language that's being created. Just this last decade, quantum healing has become a thing. And my background, like you mentioned, is in physics and electrical engineering. So I was studying nanotechnology and quantum effects in grad school. And back in the day, this was uh, like early to mid 90s, when quantum physics was developed and became popular, its true definition is just relating to things that are really, really small. On the micro scale and a lot of the science that we had been exposed to before that had been more of the classical uh, mechanics and mechanistic approach where matter were particles and then we got into energy and experiencing matter as waves. So really, when I refer to the word quantum, it's not just things that are really, really small, but it's relating to the probability of energy shifting and changing, and that there are many possibilities to approach energy. So when we relate that to healing, it allows healing to happen instantaneously and spontaneously once we shift into a new probability. So quantum healing was something that I started to call my work in 2002 after having a profound visceral shamanic experience of healing, of energy moving through my body. But then I was also exposed later on to Deepak Chopra and the fact that he had written a book back in like 1989 that was called Quantum Healing. So it's actually a word that's been around for a while, but we're just now really understanding how everything is energy and how energy relates to the healing process.
0: And can you actually describe a little bit um, about particles versus waves? Because I think for a lot of people, this terminology is is new. Um, so what does that mean? You know, is it, is it a matter between density or less density? Can you kind of walk us through the difference?
1: yeah, sure. Well, we'll just make make it brief. <laughs> but yeah, when we talk about energy or matter being either a particle or a wave, it really has to do with its density and how it's moving. So we see things as particles when we can define them as form, and we can, and we consider them waves when they are kind of non visual and they're moving through the air, kind of like air waves or light waves or radio waves. We're not seeing them, but they're moving through space. They're moving through that medium. And then particles, when we think of particles coming together, then they're taking on form. That's like an object.
0: Got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks for explaining that. And you use... A lot of new words and terminologies in your work, things like quantum playground, quantum experiences. Can you tell us more about what you mean with this wordplay and why
1: you're using it? Yeah, sure. You know, the reason why I use new words beyond being playful, which okay. is very important to me, is to get people to think outside of their normal way of relating. So we all learn by association. And when we're associating with things that we already know and those concepts, it can close or narrow our point of view. So When we make up words or when we combine words that are normally not used together like quantum healing, it asks us to expand and explore in our own creativity and imagination. And that's really what I like to do with things like the quantum playground. It's a concept where I'm inviting people to explore and experience their body in a new way through play. And I do believe that play is one of the most important aspects that we can incorporate into our movement that will invite the courageous inner child to come out and explore and experience things in a new way with a curiosity and a wonderment and an openness. And that naturally stimulates more joy and more enjoyment into the practice. But I really do teach physics through play. And I don't know about you, but when I was in physics... People really uh, were less attracted or felt bogged down by the sciences. And I always tried to make physics fun to learn. And my students always said, why don't they teach it like this? Why don't they teach physics so it's fun Mm -hmm. and that we can really grasp it and understand it through analogy and through I I like to give people real life experiences, embodied experiences of it. So that was the concept of the quantum playground is really to teach physics through play, have people approach exercise in a new way. So it wasn't just another grueling task, something they had to get done, but that it was something that they can enjoy and have fun. Right. Yeah.
0: And I think so many people oftentimes don't have an outlet to actually play or, or do anything for fun. Right. Um, I think especially now with uh, this year, it feels like everyone is actually working more and more. It's like we're speeding up uh, rather than slowing down. So I, I really appreciate that you, you bring play into your work. And um, you also help people clear their energy and other kind of dissonant, other people's energy from their field. I think it'd be really cool if you could walk us through an exercise that could help people who are listening clear their energy. And I think you know, in the past, you've spoken about this pillar of light, for example, this meditation. Do you want to take us through maybe a five minute <laughs> uh, energy healing?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm going to go back and just revisit the importance of play a little bit more. <laughs> just to dig in there. Yeah, and why is it? especially right now, like you said, to incorporate more fun or increase our fun factor in a day-to-day experience. I really do believe that the quality of life greatly improves by increasing our fun factor, how much play we're experiencing, especially as things continue to speed up. So I really correlate how much fun we're having, to how much life force energy is pulsing through us. So I think it's important for people to make things more fun, even if they're not inherently fun, because as we bring more fun into our activities, it's actually going to increase the life flow. It becomes life giving instead of life draining. And that is what I've, I've experienced with people in terms of taking the healing journey as people are really depleted and really drained right now. Now more than ever, but it has always been that way. Every <laughs> timeline could pretty much say the same thing. And in our society, we really underestimate the importance of fun. And in our society, it sometimes is seen as frivolous or something that should be enjoyed outside of our work or our daily tasks. And people relate fun with like going on vacation, you know, or going to a ball game or something like that. Where I really believe that if we tap into our joy, our joy is one of those qualities that can connect us to our source, to our true self. And when we're tapped into that well, then we have this abundance of energy and flow and that it uplifts our spirit. You know it is so much more enjoyable to live this life in passion and inspiration than it is through obligation and dutifulness. So I just wanted to dig in a little bit about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's very, very important. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, I, I think that they often say they don't have, they can't remember the last time that they really felt super carefree and and just, laughed, you know, endlessly and, um, you know, felt a sense of, of kind of like this childlike wonder that you talk about. So I, I think that a lot of people do not actually create space, especially in their daily life, but even within the year for that kind of outlet. And so I'm, I'm really curious to even talk about some of the exercises or prompts that you might create for people to to consider this this type of play in their daily life. Um, cause I think it's really just missing from, from most people's schedules, <laughs> frankly.
1: Yeah. So I created something called the quantum experience to go back to the play on words too. And it really is a collection of like my entire life's work is incorporated into creating more embodiment, movement, empowerment, teachings, transformation, meditation, transmissions. It's all pointing to connecting back to source and to ourself. And this can be done through going outside and being in nature and connecting to the elements in one another. But, you know, it's really important that we take this comprehensive approach to not only our, our health and our healing, but our overall state of well-being. And so my intention for creating this quantum experience is to go beyond what they are normally exposed to and create a radical shift that will improve their relationship to, their, to themselves. But also to others and the earth and the people around them, their environments. And it really is a deep dive into these energetic realms. But I also like to offer these daily practices, like you're, you're talking about. And I call it radical self-care. Because at this point in our lives, it's actually radical to take care of ourselves. And the number one thing I like to do is give people permission and offer them simple practices. I call it Just Five Minutes. There's a whole YouTube uh, free series that I, that I launched actually in the spring when all of the pandemic was going down and I just noticed people were really having a hard time. There was just an increase in the uh, trauma, the pain body, and that energetic was interrupting the natural flow of life force energy. So just five minutes, minutes—that that's all it would take to radically shift our state of being. And I try to keep it simple, because if it's simple, we'll do it. And we all just have five minutes, right? If we don't have five minutes, then we need to get a life anyhow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'd love to. I'd love to go into those practices for radical self care a little bit later because I think that I did check out those YouTube videos and they were very, very helpful. So I think it'd be helpful for our guests. Or maybe you could just share one or two uh, at some point later in the conversation, um, or if you feel comfortable, you can share it now.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to dive into a little bit of a practice where people can experience how to clear their energy and come back into alignment. With what I call the three essentials. As you mentioned, the pillar of light is such a great practice and it is literally the pillar of my entire (laughs) teachings. It's convenient. So pillar of light, body of light, family of light. These are the three basics that I offer to anybody who wants to start a simple meditation practice. It can also be done at any time, even while you're driving or standing in line. So some people that I work with, you know, I work with a quite a large range of people and they're like, oh, I can't meditate. And I tell them if I can meditate, anyone can meditate because I'm one of those really high energy people. My mind works really fast. I'm always go, go, go. However, I balance that with this intense capacity to focus and be present and centered. And then it helps me be really efficient in my day to day life. It really helps me to channel my energy and be, I just love to be more efficient and to be more effective at what I do. And that usually gets my clients' attention. They're like, okay, okay, I want to be more efficient too, just so we're not wasting energy. So if we think of the spine and if 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 wherever our audience is if our listeners just want to take a moment to sit up straight if they're sitting or they can lay down flat but if if you want to just feel your spine and if we feel the body that's our first way in and then we're just going to breathe The breath is our connection to source, to spirit, to prana. And imagine your spine being this hollow tube like a straw that you can breathe up and down. And sometimes that tube might feel a little kinked, like sometimes a straw might have a little kink in it or feel sticky somewhere. And I want you to just breathe more energy into that hollow tube. Imagine it being about three inches in diameter. It doesn't have to be huge, but it's going to cover the entire spine. And then if we can imagine golden white light showering down from the heavens and coming in through this hollow tube and filling yourself up. And as it fills up, right, just like pouring water into a glass, then this light, these encoded light particles are just going to start to emanate out and they're going to bathe every cell in your body. So I call it being filled up to wholeness. And we can amplify this with the breath. So every inhalation, we pull in new life force energy, And every exhalation, we drain it out through the bottom. Anything that we're ready to release and get rid of, we open up the portal of the tailbone and send the energy down. Just open up that trap door and let it drain into the earth to be composted and renewed. We just constantly want to renew our energy. Inhale, new energy coming in. Let that feel good. Exhale, empty it out. It's like flushing the toilet or taking out the trash. We want to cleanse and clear the body field every moment that we can get. And if we do this every hour for just five minutes, we're constantly renewing ourselves instead of waiting until we're drained to do something about it. And then from our pillar, we're just going to imagine a big bubble surrounding our body. And this is going to be about three feet from the center, three feet in radius and surround this bubble. I call them golden bubbles. Surround yourself and everyone around you in a golden bubble. And that bubble will keep you safe and protected, centered, present, grounded, as well as your pillar. And then we want to clear everything out of our bubble. So you have a really nice, healthy boundary where you know where your energy begins. And everyone else's energy is in their bubble. And we are permeable, so we can breathe in and out, but we are also able to contain our energy and we can feel ourselves. It's really important for us to get in tune and feel what the quality of our energy is. And again, we can slough off any of the debris or any of the murkiness that might collect in our field. Sometimes we're like sponges and we'll pick up that energy from other people. And we want to really identify, is that mine? That doesn't, does that feel like me? And if it doesn't, then we give ourselves permission to wash it away, drain it out through our pillar down into the earth and pull in new life force energy from the sun the cosmic radiated energy will just shower down on us and they'll start to fill us with this electric liquid light. I feel so alive every time I do that. And the last part, very simply with the family of light, is I imagine the body as a tree trunk and we want to deepen our roots down, 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 get mega grounded into the earth to connect to what I call the interweb. So we're plugging into the resources and the nutrients and the nourishment of the earth that'll allow us to stay stable and centered when all the winds start to happen and we feel like we're getting blown over. And then we also want to imagine our branches rising up and connecting to the heavens. Whoever you like to connect to, angels, guides, ascended masters, ancestry, your favorite aunt, Anyone that is in non-physical form, that is in the heavens, I usually just connect to the center of the sun, the center of the galaxy, the center of the multiverse. And I do call in all the qualities and aspects through these tiny little satellite dishes that are at the end of my branches. I call in more grace, more ease, more joy, more compassion, more understanding. You can literally call them in from the heavens and let them start to infuse into your cellular makeup. And we want to be available and call on this help from the non-physical as well as connect to our Earth family and our embodied family here on the Earth. (sighs) So that was about five minutes. Mm -hmm. How does that feel for you, Yasmin? It feels great. Wow, um, I feel I.
0: I wish we started out the conversation with that because that feels amazing. I definitely feel like I've uh, gotten a lot more grounded um, and calmer, and my my energy feels like a lot more contained. <laughs> so I really, I really enjoyed that. <sighs> so thank you so much, Jen Healey. I really appreciate you walking us through that, and for our audience that wants more of these types of meditations. I'll uh, refer you guys to Jen Healy's website later on in the show, and we'll also include them in the show notes. So Jen Healy, can you tell us little bit more about how you set up your space and your morning ritual. I know that you spoke about doing this type of meditation. Um, How does your morning routine look like?
1: Well, I will preface this that I am very unusual. So (laughs) I spend about two hours every day, tuning and aligning my being to show up in the world. And I really consider it a public service because without that, I'm off. And if I'm off, then my whole day is off and all my interactions are off and the phone calls are off. And then I don't catch the lights, you know, when I'm driving, it just becomes this snowball and I'm sure everyone can relate to that experience. And so I really spend a a ginormous amount of time tuning myself. However, it is not work. It is pure joy for me. I love it. So I'll give you a a little bit of a shorter list, but I go through the process of taking the supplements and superfoods and elixirs, everything that is going to support my energy body. So it's really, really important that we're giving our body the fuel it needs in order to uh, be energized for our day. And I call it like a clean fuel. So even if somebody drinks coffee, for example, then I show them how to make superfood lattes where they're adding enough superfoods and nutrients to their coffee that they get that boost that they need, that their brain is working, that their endocrine system is turned on, that they they feel their mood uplifted, you know, and then they don't go through um, the peaks and valleys, you know, the highs and lows. So there's lots of different rituals that I do with superfoods and nutritional healing uh, for myself first thing in the morning And everything I offer other people, I do myself. You know, it's always a me first kind of, I'm my own guinea pig and experiment. And then I go into a water element. For me, it's really important to have a water ritual. This is also cleansing and clearing the body. It could just be a few minutes, but I usually do a ten-minute meditation in in my hot tub, and uh, I love it. And when I don't have it, I still take a shower or something like that. But I love to soak in the waters, and I have a bunch of healing energies with the waters that I do. And then I get into my swing, which we'll talk about. That <laughs> I created this year swing that helps to align and prepare the body for meditation. And so I'm aligning the spine and working with my pillar and opening up the energy flow. And then I go into anywhere from 15 minute to a half hour meditation, which is my specific techniques. I have 64 core activation meditation techniques. It's a whole course I created, but those techniques came through in the meditation process. And they're really activations. They're not traditional meditation at all. And then um, I go outside. And when I'm outside, I'm listening to my spiritual teachings. I have some daily companions like Abraham Hicks and Matt Kahn. I really love that we have so much exposure. I listen to podcasts like this, but I'm usually hiking or biking or doing something where I'm getting into nature. I'm being outside and I'm getting entrained with the elementals. So that whole ritual takes about two hours. There's a few (laughs) other things, but that's, you know, the simplified version.
0: Wow, I love that so much, and I love that you call it a public service. I think that our society has conditioned us to think that spending that much time in ourselves is selfish. But I agree. I I have actually told friends, you know, if I'm not in the right space, I don't want to actually bring that kind of like lower energy into an environment. So I need to get quiet, uh, stay, sit with myself before kind of going out into the world. And I, I completely agree that it's a public service. And I love that you do that. The two hour ritual.
1: I do just a little chime in here. You know, I do have many practice practices in which I offer that invites people to live in optimal radiant health through the radical self-care in just a few minutes. Cause most people just laugh when I say two hours, they're like, yeah, right. I'm like, okay, how about 15 minutes and, or a half hour? Like, I can do a half hour. I'm like, you can do it from your bed. You don't even have Set up to do these. Just set the alarm for a few minutes earlier, and you'll feel way different. And to take that time every day to clear and align the body temple in such a way, so that a person can feel whole and alive and ready for their day, it's invaluable. It's literally the most precious gift that you can contribute to your world. Is to connect to source and recalibrate and recenter yourself before you do anything else.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. And I think that one thing I've noticed too, and I'm sure you can probably agree, is that if I do not get set up in the morning, then the rest of my day actually gets away from me, so I accomplish less. So even though you know, if it's two hours or one hour or 30 minutes, um, that actually changes the experience of time throughout the day. If if you're grounded and, and in present time, you can actually accomplish more. And so I always tell people that you know, rather than just bolt into your day, it might, you might actually be less efficient (laughs) at the end.
1: You're absolutely right. And that's what I, I I tell people the same thing. Like most people need permission. And I call this radical self-care because it's so unusual at the pace that people are living at this time and age to take even five minutes and there's so much value in that alignment that we're more effective, we're more efficient. It's actually more enjoyable <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> to, to live our daily life and we can make it fun. That's why I say, for example, one of the radical self-care practices is just to take five minutes every hour to get up and move your body. And another one is to simply drink a full glass of water, 16 ounces of water every hour so most people are so deeply dehydrated. And I guarantee you, if you are drinking that much water, you're going to have to get up and pee, which will allow <laughs> you to run around the block or take a stretch break or do something to move your body. And that will just, that simple thing, every hour, get up for five minutes, drink water, move your body. It's going to radically improve the vitality and the energy levels.
0: Wow. Do you, do you set a timer, Jen Healy, or do you just kind of intuitively know that an hour has passed or?
1: Well, my butt always tells me, <laughs> <after an> hour, <laughs> I don't love to sit. So my body works so much better in movement. And so I actually don't sit that much, but if I'm sitting for even a half hour, I can feel it. I can start to feel the compression in my spine. I can feel my posture starting to give out, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I can see people to get on themselves. and and frankly, we're spending a lot of time driving on the computer, sitting. It's very unnatural for the body. So yeah, like every hour on the hour is what I recommend for my clients, but honestly, I move probably six hours a day. I have like a tremendously active lifestyle. And again, don't recommend it for the average person, but I rather be like I have a stand-up desk. Right. And so I'd rather be standing and I do these infinity loops and these little movements where I sway from side to side and keep uh the microcosmic orbit open. And these are all part of the embodiment practices too. So I'm constantly doing something to move the body, but just five minutes will do the trick.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And that's doable, I think, for just about anybody. Uh so Jen Healy, you do a lot of workshops on transformation and, and embodiment and you speak a lot about the importance of play, which we spoke about earlier. Um, you also talk about alignment and you talk about yoga aerial yoga, if I'm getting that correctly. Uh, can you kind of dive in um, and talk about why why did you create these workshops on specifically transformation and embodiment and and why is is play, alignment, and yoga so important in your work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting because after a decade of working with people, mainly focusing on the body-mind connection, I realized that again, there is a lack of enjoyment in the body, a, a lack of love. But tackling that is such a huge <laughs> topic if going into psychotherapy that I was like, you know, maybe the way in, like the back door, is just to bring more joy into the movement. And so for, it was right around 2008 when we had that whole collapse, I had all of these projects that were on the back burner that were connected to the quantum playground. And so I had created aerial yoga play as part of the quantum playground because the play being the most important part. So that way we can actually enjoy our bodies, find the alignment through these tools that will help us use gravity to open up the spine. You know, the spine is one of the most important aspects of the body in terms of it's the pathway for the nervous system. It obviously is all of the skeletal system and vertebrae. There's so many people that are dealing with lower back and neck pain. And so after working with literally 10,000 clients, I was like, we need another approach. And so expansion and openness is the solution to all that contraction and compression, which is what we call stress. You know, stress is just this tension that lives within the nervous system that is contracting the muscles. And that is depriving the body of the kind of juice, the circulation. And nourishment that the body needs and so i created these transformational training programs to understand the mind body connection and incorporate spirit into the movement more so aerial yoga play has kind of morphed into arex therapeutics because really my main focus is regenerative therapeutics and how we can tap into the body's natural ability to regenerate itself And I believe the next wave of consciousness is coming through this kind of empowered, embodied play. That's how important it is. And I've seen the degradation in people's health when they aren't happy, when they aren't having fun, when they have lacked that kind of vigor and vitality that comes from being playful and just enjoying life a little bit more. So the swing is an offspring. It's kind of the newest baby, which always gets more attention and needs more attention. But the quantum playground is the bigger concept, and that incorporates portals and monkey bars and all kinds of other pieces of equipment, plus the swing. Uh, yeah, but I really can't stress it enough. You know how alignment is going to open up the spine and let energy flow. It allows us to be connected. It's kind of like plugging in your cell phone, and once the energy can flow. Th- Freely through the spine, then it's going to rebalance the endocrine system, which is the energy manager of the body that overlays the chakra system. And that will allow these chakras to open and spin and be available to more of the astral energy or the cosmic radiated energies. And it affects our mood, our attitude, our hormones, our digestion, our immune Everything is intertwined with the endocrine system, which is the glands that are the glands that overlay the spine and the chakras.
0: Wow. I have so many questions about <laughs> the, uh, the actual playground itself and, 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 um, I'm also curious, Jen, do people have to physically be in, in your presence in order to do that type of, uh, play or can they do a lot of the transformation and embodiment work? You know, now that we're in this quarantine, I'm just curious yeah. what, what you you're offering in this realm. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Well, the quantum playground is really a concept. And so anybody can build their own playground at okay. home. That was my inspiration. I was like, I want my own playground for adults. You know, kids (laughs) already know how to play. Like most adults sit around and just stare at them where the kids (laughs) are showing them. This is how it's done. You know, you don't really have to like twist a little kid's arm to get them to go out and play. Right. And then we have work and now all the adults work and it's like, uh, and I really love to encourage each person to find their passion when we find our passion and our play, then life becomes more fun and it usually aligns with our purpose more. So the alignment is not just a physical alignment, but it's an alignment with our energy field. It's alignment with our power and our passion, our purpose, our play, our plan, all the Ps. And so anybody can create a playground at home for sure. I do sell the swings and make the swings. It's it's one of my designs and it comes with these pretty mandala mats. So uh, I do... Just a couple online classes, you know, I really teach the teachers, but I've been offering more of these virtual transformational training programs online. And that makes it really accessible for people. I have over 3000 free videos on YouTube for anybody who wants to swing and to start to practice at home. But I, of course, take one-on-one sessions. And I like to do private deep dives with people because I incorporate a lot of different tools into my comprehensive healing approach.
0: Wow. Jen, can we talk about how your journey actually started? Because I think you alluded to this in the beginning that you had a a transformational experience. And I think, you know, you said you started exploring this space since 2002, which feels like, you know, you know, many decades ago, but it just seems like a lifetime ago. I think a lot of these concepts that I'm hearing about or that feel like it's kind of edging mainstream, you've been doing for the last 20 years. So I'm really curious about your journey and would love to hear how you got into this space.
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. Well, it actually has been since 1995 that the journey started. It was 2002 that I started calling the work Quantum Healing. But in 1998, I started working with the concept of Zen healing, and Zen healing is still the parent, or I call it the grandparent now, because <laughs> I've had the Zen healing practice for 22 years. But I left grad school after having multiple knee injuries that became so debilitating that then my back went out, and so by the age of 20, I had two ACL reconstructions, two knee reconstructions, and my back. Was so debilitating that I could barely get out of bed. And I always considered myself, you know, kind of um, a really healthy, high energy, superhero kind of person trying to do it all. And I had really overextended myself to the point that my physical body was breaking down at a really young age. And so after going through Western medicine approaches while I was in grad school studying nanotechnology and medical physics and the application of, um, medical, the nanotechnology to, uh, Western medicine, uh, I realized that this was really barbaric for me in terms of it's an invasive approach. And I also dive deep into, the Eastern philosophies and, and Eastern medicine where they have for thousands of years have been working with the energetic body. And as I studied more and more of that, I realized how out of balance I was in my own life. I had, um, two had gotten two degrees undergrad and two degrees in, in, in grad school and my whole buy-in to the Western approach of work hard, uh, overachieve this accomplishment driven reward system where we really value people becoming workaholics and having no time for themselves and not taking care of themselves. We wear it as like little badges. Oh, I'm, I'm so tired. You know, I've been working so hard and I really bought into that until my body started breaking down and I had always eaten well. I was vegan and, um, what they call straight edge, you know, didn't even drink coffee, like all the things. Mm -hmm. And I've been studying, um, all of the Western medicine approaches, sports medicine, physical therapy. I was just, I've always been an athlete. So I was pretty, um, obsessed with the body. <laughs> and then, University of Arizona in Tucson, where I went to grad school, they had flags that said mind, body, spirit. And coming from Philadelphia, I did not grow up with any sort of uh, spiritual background. There was religion, but it never really appealed to me the way that it was presented. So I really delved into these, like if I made a bar chart of my development, my mind and intellect was off the charts, you know, my physical, I had really taken to the nth degree, but then my spirit and my emotional, those parts of myself were really underdeveloped. And then I understood and mapped out how every single injury and every experience in my life, every trauma, I lived a pretty um, massively traumatic childhood based on normal standards and ex- and had experienced a lot of pain and suffering that was being held and stored in my cellular makeup. So I had to go in and, and really undo a lot of those energetic patterns that were keeping me in fight or flight, that were exhausting my adrenals, that um, I ultimately had felt unsafe and unable to be the powerful creatrix that I am in the world now, (laughs) you know, we really are the first generation female that has this amount of choice and this capacity to live in a way that we are exploring our empowerment and making different choices. You know, I was one of the only females, uh, especially Uh, an American female that was in engineering and physics. This was in the nineties where it wasn't that popular or cool, you know? So I was always kind of like pushing the envelope. And when I got into Eastern medicine and the energetic body and yogic philosophies and understanding Zen Buddhism and Tibetan Buddhism, an entire world opened up for me. And because I'm such like an eternal, eternal student, I just dove deep into all of those practices. And that's why I truly say, if I can meditate, anyone can meditate. I was meditating with two knee reconstructions and a, a lower back that basically was out and painful for about 10 years so it, it really inspired me to leave, um, you know, the whole world of making computers faster and smaller and microfabrication and all that and to focus on advancing the healing arts through technology. So I mainly work with electromagnetic therapies. I have for 20 years. It's been my greatest passion is to incorporate the uh, energy medicine and science into the healing arts and the spiritual practices. And that's why I call it being engineering and energy management to understand that we are more than just these mechanistic, uh, parts and, and we are beings of light. We, we have energy pulsing through us when we rebalance our energy, not just our physical energy, but our mental, emotional, psycho-spiritual energy, our lives go way, way better.
0: Thank you for sharing your journey. Uh, wow, that's incredible to hear. And um, as someone who's also torn two ACLs and had two reconstructive knee surgeries, I'm I'm definitely in that space where <laughs> I think, uh, you know, there's other parts of the body that gets impacted. Um, so I'm, I'm really impressed and delighted to hear that you've uh, been able to kind of move through that space and and give back to others. And your journey reminds me a little bit of... Abby Womack was recently on The Moth and shared how she had spent so much of her life uh, playing soccer that, you know, at a certain point in her life, she realized how much she was underdeveloped in her emotional and spiritual space. And I think that's true for so many people where we usually prioritize and optimize the physical or the intellectual at the expense of the spiritual and the emotional. And so I really love that you learn that at such a young age. I mean, I think that a lot of people maybe spend their whole lives not even realizing that. Um, so thank you for, for sharing your journey with us. Jen Healy, can, can you walk us through the entire process of how you assess the best course of healing when a client walks in to work with you?
1: Yeah, and thank you for that feedback as well. You know, it has been quite a long journey. That was just the shortest summary I could come up with. <laughs> but yeah, the exploration that I go through with my clients is really the same journey that I went on. So I really do take this comprehensive approach. We have to look at every area and aspect of a person's life from what they're eating, to how they're using and moving their their body, to what they're thinking and how they're feeling, and what are they engaged in each day? How much joy are they experiencing on a regular basis? That will really translate into how well they're sleeping. Who they're spending time with, what are they watching, what do they pay attention to, and then what's really important to them? What brings them alive, and what are they passionate about? Are they really living their purpose? And the first thing that I start with is what I call the hollow spheres. And again, I like to make up names. <laughs> and I'm really kind of obsessed with the hollow spheres right now. It's one of the. Things that I've been working with is understanding how we are holographic in nature, which means that every cell represents the whole, and there are three major hubs in the body. so I usually look at the head, the heart, and the belly as these hubs, and I relate the head to the mental realm and the thinking mind. The heart is naturally related to the emotional body and the higher intelligence or spirit, And the belly is related to our feeling body and our physical form as well as our digestion. So that is the body-mind-spirit connection that I make with the hollow spheres. And these are the three major areas in people's lives in which I look at. And they happen to relate to work, self, and others so our relationships and there's always something that's out of balance you know and i'm always looking to see if there's harmony and balance between these three major hubs or areas of the mind body spirit and with the electromagnetic therapies i use i can do a whole body scan and we can look at different ways to boost these different areas and that offering that people different tools and techniques that they can take home but i'm Obviously, after doing this for 20 years, I really can just scan somebody and immediately, through intuitive healing, see where the vibration is flowing and where the energy is stuck. And most of the time, there's one area in people's lives that's so obvious, and it's out of balance, and it's causing major illness or distress. And it becomes even more obvious of what we need to do in order to return the body into a state of wholeness and alignment. once we discover what's causing the imbalance, and then we create a plan. And so when I'm creating the right course of action With a client, I have an incredible toolbox to work from, but we do want to return them to optimal radiant health. And usually, this is a longer term commitment. We can do some quick fixes that will eliminate um, pain, you know, temporary relief, any sort of acute pain that's happening in the body. But I also look to what are the long term changes that will create the transformation, so they can start living their best life. And I have three six month, three six month and year long optimal performance programs that I offer. This can be done online. I do prefer to do it in person because it's more fun. But everything can be done online. I have about ten online courses. I've been working, you know, because I'm very familiar with the sciences and technology. So I've never been afraid of computers. So I've, I've had a website for about 18 years. And so I have about 10 online courses and different empowerment practices that people can do. But I really want to create a change in lifestyle for my clients so that this will ultimately bring them success and the longevity of reaching their goals.
0: Jen you know speaking to that, what are some interesting stories from your clients of healing? What are maybe one or two stories if you feel comfortable sharing um, just for the audience just so we can understand what is what is the level of healing that can take place with this work?
1: right? Well, wow, that's a really good question. Well, two people come to mind. you know I have worked over the last 20, Two years, I've worked with 20,000 people and I've had a a pretty full practice and I've seen a lot. I work with the most, you know, basic, basic coming in for a neck injury, you know, or a shoulder injury to somebody who is in in major crises, you know, and, and major illness. But I will tell you a couple stories that that really have touched me. And these are clients that have been with me for quite a long time. And my number one client, (laughs) she's um, somebody who's been seeing me since 2003. And one of the most dedicated clients that I have seen. She's seen me literally every week that I'm available and in town uh, because I travel a lot now. So for 17 years, she came in because her lower back was out, right? And we we look at like, you know, of course, we're going to deal with the acute pain and, and create some relief there. But then we discovered that she had had a newborn baby, that she knew something was wrong with the kid, with the child. And Western medicine was like, no, no, everything's fine. And she knew something was off. And this was causing her so much stress that it had impacted her nervous system and that pathway. So we relieved the lower back pain, but then we had We discovered, and I talked to her about mapping the body in my own journey with stress and fear and how this affects the kidneys and the knees and lower back. And if there's any sort of imbalance in in the lower back, it's home, job, or relationship, right? These are all the stabilizers or destabilizers in our life. So obviously there was something off in the relationship, with her child. And so it turned out that her child had a learning disability that they, that is genetic. And they had, had not found out about this until like a year and a half after the child was born. So obviously that was a massive stress on her. And after that discovery was made, her lower back pain went away. But then we also just went into this whole spiritual journey of like, why somebody has a child with learning disabilities? What is the soul contract? And what does that mean? Because like somebody has to go through the whole mourning process of having a child that is going to need special care. And what does that mean for their whole life? And she's taken every one of my courses. She's really, she's, I've recorded half of my meditations with her because I do live recordings on specific topics. So it's amazing to be part of somebody's journey from like an inception point like that. And 17 years later, we still work together. We, there's always another layer and level of transformation. And that is, um, really close to my heart, how we have to find the energetic relationship to the illness or the injury that is creating the imbalance And, uh, if I, if we have time, I'd like to tell one more client story. Absolutely. So another client of mine, uh, named John came in to see me, I don't know, five, six years ago. And some people get referred to me. That's usually how it's how it goes. Cause I don't really advertise. I don't even know how to really advertise this stuff, <laughs> but uh, this client just kind of came walking into my Sausalito office, saw my sign and was like, Oh, I, I think I need cranial sacral or something. You know, he really didn't know what he needed. It's like, I need to relax. And it it was, it was been such a profound journey. He has, um, uh, uh skin disorder, uh, scleroderma where his skin produces too much collagen. And so it basically is, um, uh, a lifelong illness where his skin will get so tight. It winds up suffocating the organs and he had never experienced anything like the yoga swings before. And This was the perfect analogy of needing expansion and openness, right? His body was creating too much contraction. And most people think that they want more collagen, right? It's a really popular in our anti-aging society is, oh, more collagen, tighten your skin. Well, imagine if your body went haywire and produced too much and it got so tight, you could barely move, right? His fingers are all curled in, the whole thing. And I was just like, you know what? You really need a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) And he was so trusting. I got him in the swing and I do all this really deep myofascial neuromuscular work in the swing with gravity assisting opening up. And, and of course he was like, I I've never felt so good in my entire life. This brought so much relief. So fast forward, he took my teacher training, he became certified in the swing, and now he's sharing it with others that have similar disabilities. And he completely did a huge life transformation. He started a nonprofit. He's now helping other people in their healing journey. You know, he was selling yachts when I met him. It's just been incredible to see people's transformation and how rewarding it is to be part of that process.
0: Wow. Wow. That's incredible. It's so amazing to hear that the, the stories of transformation and also the different types of kind of pain and suffering that people are going through. Um, like it seems like you're assessing not just the physical, but also the emotional pieces with, with the stories that you shared. So thank you for that, Jen Healy. Wow. Um, I want to ask you about so many more stories, but I know (laughs) we could be (laughs) here all day probably.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So interesting, this work is just so incredible. It really is.
0: It's so interesting and I think that um, we are just scratching the surface of, of what we don't know and I'm, I'm just I have so many more questions usually when I when I dive into this space. <laughs> Jen, can you tell us what sort of things have surprised you in this journey?
1: Yeah, well, like I was just saying, I'm always so surprised by the power of human spirit to endure, right? We are so, after moving, you know, I just moved to Stona, but after moving, like I just have every bruise, nook and scrape on my body. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God, we're so fragile, you know, like how do we even move in this world? And then our spirit can endure such incredible tragedy and trauma and just what people are needing to overcome on a daily basis. I find it so inspiring, you know, but what really surprises me is, is how powerful it is when we use our visualization and imagination as part of this capacity to shift our state of being And I call it future presencing, where we can imagine and use just the power of visualization to imagine the life that we want to live and the version of reality that we want to experience. And this is a whole thriving practice that I've borrowed from Tony Robbins. And so every morning, I spend time connecting to my future future present self. And I find it astonishing um, how quickly that can change our state of being. And the other thing that always surprises me, again, even telling these stories, I'm I'm like touched, you know, I always get like, so they're like my little, I, I take care of the big kids. I get so touched by people's journey. And even after 22 years of fully dedicating my life to this work and the spiritual practices, I just love it so much, you know, and I'm so passionate about sharing this world of bridging science and spirituality And every day that I get to work with clients, I feel so filled. It's so rewarding for me. It just really brings me alive. And these wisdom tools and practices can be so easy and simple. So I truly enjoy doing things like this too, where I get to share it with others. And I'm just so grateful that I've taken this path that is less traveled, even though it's becoming more popular now. And that's amazing that quantum healing is a thing you know, the journey of one's personal soul to overcome whatever limitation that they've put in their place, because we all have to do the hero's journey, you know, and overcome that limitation. But to see things like the yoga swing take off and quantum healing and all the energy medicine, when, you know, 25 years ago, when I had to make that choice to leave and give up engineering and physics, or give it up in its traditional sense to create something new, you know, it's like we have to overcome whatever resistance is within us to, to expand and believe in ourselves enough and to be courageous enough to take that path.
0: Yeah. Jen, what's sort of your main takeaway that you want to tell our listeners about their health and wellness?
1: Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because the main takeaway for me is the most important contribution that we could possibly make each day is to connect to our source. The more that we're connected, the more that we're operating from a place of resonance and alignment, the more we have to offer, the more our health will build our vitality is there will become overflowing instead of drained and fatigued a lot of people come in to see me because they are just they're just totally wiped out you know they're really overdoing it and overextending themselves and that usually comes back to encouraging them and inviting them into radical self care Giving them permission to take care of themselves, even in the smallest way for those where this feels really radical, you know, it feels (laughs) radical to take a bath every morning, like, or every night, you know, it feels radical to take time to be outside and dance and connect with nature, listen to music. You know, I'm always encouraging people to find a mentor, to dive into these practices. We have no lack At this day and age, everything is available to us. All the resources are there. We just have to give ourselves permission and dedicate that time every day to improving our sense of well-being.
0: Wow, such empowering words, Jen Healy. Do you have any books that maybe you can recommend to our audience that have been favorites for you or books that have transformed the way that you saw the world?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna talk about the OG superstars first off. If anybody <laughs> okay. On the path. You know, Deepak Chopra has been one of my superheroes for so long. I really, really respect and 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 love his body of work. Eckhart Tolle, Carolyn Mace, Gary Zukoft, Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, they all have incredible bodies of work. Really wonderful books, and they're very comprehensive for anybody who is new. And now, Joe Dispenza has gotten a lot of popularity over the last few years, and I do love his work as well. I've been uh, influenced strongly by uh, Barbara Marciniak and Amora Kuan Yin, and all these kind of like channeling teachers that work with like Palladian light work and things like that. They're also some of my faves, as well as uh, Melchizedek and the Ancient Secrets of the Flower of Life. Nassim Harriman does a great job of bridging science and spirituality, and he's one of my faves. Um, let's see here. I am absolutely in love with the, with Richard Rudd and the Gene Keys and this whole series of books that he has created that has to do with human design and I Ching and uh, the, the movements, the divination tools. These are such profound teachings. And I've been influenced by Vienna Steibel and the Theta Healing teachings, but really as of late, I'm mostly obsessed with Dolores Cannon and her QHHT work, which is the quantum healing hypnosis technique. Because I'm a level two practitioner in that, and I've gone through her training, but she's also been communicating with me on the spirit plane For the last few years, as I developed these quantum healing tools, and she has over 18 books from the convoluted universe, uh, et cetera, that is a a huge comprehensive uh, approach. And so I highly recommend uh, her, but really my daily companions, like I mentioned, is the Abraham Hicks teachings, Matt Kahn, Bentinho Massaro, and then a good friend of mine, Amorea Dreamseed has some really great online offerings for the Phoenix codes. Wow. So there's books. (laughs) Yeah. There's audio, there's online sources. We're we're just, we're full of so many incredible beings on the planet right now.
0: Amazing. Jen, I've read about 80% of the author's uh, books that you that you just shared. So there's a, a few new folks for me, but I've also been really interested in this path for a long time. So I have a a whole library, <laughs> and um, yeah, I have so many more questions. But I think that we you know we could probably double click in a lot of different areas on books and resources. So I'm I'm really grateful that you shared such a comprehensive list. I think there's so much to for people that are new or for people that are already on the path. There's so many, um, you know people, like you said, who are really helping us evolve our consciousness. And for you, for people to find you, what are some links or um, places online that you can point folks to in order to learn more about your work, your workshops, um, you know, all the different modalities that you are involved in?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I mentioned, i Always post a bunch of free videos on YouTube. It's the channel is Jen Healy One, and there are thousands of videos from meditation to transformational training and yoga swinging. Plus, I've been offering uh, the latest transmissions for a series that I'm doing called Gaia Talks and connecting to nature. Um, I also offer a free month of empowerment coaching and meditation practices online and. You can access that through transformationaltraining.online. And if anybody is truly interested in diving deeper into the certification and training with the yoga swings and aerial yoga play and the Eric's therapeutics, um, I have many online courses as well as private sessions that I offer with that. And I have two main websites that you can go to. I have many websites, but the GenHealing, the org, will be the portal that takes you to the courses, the Aerial Yoga Play and the Aerial Yoga Rx so j e n h e a l y dot org is the easier one to spell. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also go to zenhealing dot com or quantumhealing dot com, but most people get the spelling mixed up on that because I was trying to be clever, so clever that no one can spell it. but so healing is spelled like my last name. it's spelled h e a l y n g com, So zenhealing.com or quantumhealing.com. And it's Y-N-G with no I. And that'll take you to the grandparent website, <laughs> the <laughs> one that's been around for about 17 years. So yeah, I hope uh, people will find me online. And feel free to reach out to me on any one of my websites to do a private session Or you can look under events and find out about the quantum retreats that I'm offering in Hawaii or Sedona. And I do a lot of private retreats as well. So one-on-one work.
0: Wow. Incredible, Jen. Thank you so much for your time. I'm I've learned a lot in this conversation I know a lot of people listening will as well. I think there's you know not a lot of people that sit at this intersection of physics engineering and and healing and the healing arts and Eastern philosophy so I think your perspective is incredibly valuable and we're just very grateful for your contribution that you're making to the planet and I will include all of the links, Uh, that you have mentioned in the show notes and on any promotional material. So we'll make sure that everyone has those readily available if they want to connect with you and learn more about you so thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful. Really, really empowering as well.
1: Oh, Thank you. It has been an absolute joy to dive in a little bit more deeply with you and connect. And I hope we can do it again and get to experience more time together. And it is really amazing what you're offering on this show. I, I really love everything that you're doing as well. So thank you, Yasmin, for making the connection.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate your your time And for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening. In this episode, we learned about quantum healing, the importance of play, and how to get back into alignment with Jen Healy. And you can tune in to Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Thanks again.